You're listening to a Core Education podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational possibility. Kia ora everyone, Susanna White speaking, and I'm joined by Alana King. We are both facilitators at Core Education. Alana, leading on from our podcast that we did on Google Apps for Education, we received a number of questions, and this one is one that I get asked a lot about from educators. It's one that I really enjoyed talking to them about, and it's around the different apps or different platforms that you might want to use. And one, I suppose, question, if we can direct it straight down to, is around the use of Blogger and or sites. So, Alana, you've probably had a lot of experience of using sites within your facilitation, but also within your classroom experiences as well. What are some tips and tricks about using sites and Blogger? Thanks, I do. I started off using Blogger because I don't know that even when I started using it that sites was available. But Blogger is nice and easy for kids to get. It's linear, Mm. so you can write a post and then it just sort of moves down the page as you write the next one. So you can think of it particularly like a diary maybe, where you have an entry and then another entry and another entry in a linear sort of fashion. Mm -hmm. It can be pictorial, it works with pictures quite nicely, but I think the best thing about Blogger is its easy ability for feedback and reflection. So on every post or, or piece of writing that you do, you can and you should allow reflection from it. So in a school situation, many schools have moderated comments on it, so the comments go to the teacher first, but I've found often you can make like anonymous comments where you don't have to be logged into Blogger to do it. Yep. So I would encourage people to have their blogs like this. Some people say that I get no feedback on my blog mm. because you have to be logged into Blogger to be able to write feedback so that's a little little tip for people there I think sites is more like a resource bank and it's not quite as linear so if I was doing a a study on astronomy maybe I could put all my links in there and make uh, a website around that embedded videos that not so much in that linear sort of form and if you're going to link a blogger to like a diary then think of sites more like a book to hold information in so for me, I would have both. They're both pretty easy to set up. I would encourage people to just have a bit of a play around with both and mm. which, which fits their purpose, whatever they want to do with it. I totally agree, Alana. And one thing you said about yeah, both work, but also think about your audience and who you want to capture and what's the purpose of it as well. I don't know. Can you give us some examples of some blogs and sites that have inspired you? Yeah, um, definitely. I think there's a lot of blogs out there where you see from classrooms or from educators as well. And the whole point of them is just them sharing their practice so there's a lot of I follow, and I just have uh, different classes around New Zealand, and it's just a update, just that different, I suppose, medium for them to get across those messages to the community, to the families, etc. as well. E-portfolios are taking a, well, they're having a lot of interest at schools at the moment, and I've seen a lot of blogs, a lot of e-portfolios using the platform of Blogger, which is Google Apps blogging platform. And again, you've talked about how they're quite linear. You can use pictorial as well. And the whole added feature of using comments. And yes, you can get uh, comments from teachers. You can get comments from peers. But you can also get comments from family as well. And yes, they're all moderated. For sites, I like the idea of you uh, using them for content management as well. And I've seen some real good sites in secondary and in primary situations where teachers have uploaded a lot of resources. If it's weekly newsletters, it might be some homework. It might just be a reading plan that they have as well. So uh, the students can then self-direct themselves, can do their own learning. They can go to their own place and find, hey, I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing today. They've got their own class site and they can go to as well. In a secondary situation, each faculty might have a home page and within that a teacher might have a specific page that they use where they upload all their resources about upcoming assessments, etc. as well. 
if you're interested, I've put a template for the registered teacher criteria into Google Sites. So if you choose to use a template and search for Alana, you mm. can find the site and copy it for yourself. It's great for providing evidence of, of successfully attaining the registered teacher criteria. Great. Yeah, there's plenty of really good examples out there. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to a Core Education podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational possibility.